Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for uh, joining me today. I hope your week's been going well. I hope uh, you've got the joy of the Lord in your spirit today. Um, for some, you might be going through a time of of sadness and grief. And I, my, my guest uh, coming up this hour is uh, Pastor Colin Smith, and he's written a book about it for those who grieve. It's talking about the Book of Lamentations. I think you will find incredible comfort today. And maybe you've gone through a, a, a loss and you're just working your way through it. So if you can't listen to the whole hour, I, I'm going to promise you're going to want to go to the podcast and listen to it from the beginning. So let's uh, take a short break and then bring on Pastor Colin Smith. Faith Radio is so much more than just radio. We are a multimedia ministry encouraging people to connect faith to life every day through a variety of platforms. Now, you may have been driving, captivated by a Faith Radio interview, but not able to listen to it all because you had an appointment. Or maybe you had an extra busy day and you missed your favorite show. Well, thankfully, you can go back and listen to any of our programs in their entirety at MyFaithRadio.com by clicking on Podcasts. You can also download the free Faith Radio app to listen to any past programs or check out the live stream. Just search for Faith Radio in iTunes or Google Play. And for Alexa and Amazon Echo devices, just say Enable Faith Radio. Then say Play Faith Radio to listen to the live stream. Use your connected device to stay encouraged and equipped every day through Faith Radio. the show. So glad to invite Colin Smith as my guest. He is an extremely popular uh, pastor and author, and you hear him all the time on Faith Radio. I listen to him every day, so I'm always thrilled when I get a chance to speak to him. He's written a new book called For All Who Grieve, Navigating the Valley of Sorrow and Loss, and uh, he is uh, living in the Chicago area, so he knows all about loss with the uh, Chicago Bears. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness what a way to start oh i apologize but you know i'm a, I'm a minnesota viking fan so i'm in the same situation <laughs> there you go i've got to confess I, i'm more tied into the premier league having come from great britain of course and, uh, Tottenham Hotspur are our team, and soccer's my game, but uh, I suppose I'm letting the side down in saying that from here in Chicago. <laughs> don't worry about that i think your book uh for all who grieve is so important and so timely, uh, because it seems that there is never someone you come across that doesn't have this on their heart. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's uh, no getting through life without the experience of loss. And I think, Bill, that it comes in a number of different ways. You know, uh, folks listening to us speak now, there'll be some who've lost a job, 
or loss of health or loss of uh, perhaps even some capacity physical or an illness that just makes um, uh, the uh, coming years different from what they would have been, loss of a marriage, loss mm -hmm. of a home. And of course, loss of a person is the one that comes first to our minds. But we all experience loss in multiple ways, in multiple occasions in our lives. You know, Colin, another thing I'll add to that A-list of losses would be a pet. Yes, that's true. That's true. There can be a real affection and a sense of companionship. And when that's been a gift over a long period of time, then that too is a loss that can be grieved. Mm -hmm. And with every grief is usually a bunch of suffering attached. And so you've mm -hmm. got to navigate suffering as well as grief and learning how to lament and mourn. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly. And then, so Colin, when you talk to people and they're going through their period of suffering, is it is it easy to say there will be a blessing at the end of the suffering? Mm. Well, uh, I, I think I would avoid um, uh, trying to uh, uh, give uh, statements that are short and that uh, may seem remote from a person when they're uh, in the midst of their, uh, of, of, of their suffering. Um, the, the, the book that I've written, uh, Bill, really comes out of uh, the experience of uh, walking with a number of folks who had what I think must be one of the most difficult losses of all. They experienced the loss of a child. Mm. Um, we uh, had uh, one couple, Greg and Pam, in our, in our congregation a few years ago uh, who lost their son in a tragic accident. And uh, I asked them, would you be interested in meeting with some other folks who've had the same experience? And they were. And so we had a group of around six couples who had uh, met in our home for a period of time and shared their stories. And the connections um, and the ministry from one to another was quite remarkable. And then in that setting, we found our way into the Book of Lamentations. And uh, really, it's the stories that came out of that group. Um, plus what we discovered in uh, the Word of God that really is the heart of uh, uh, what we wanted to share with others. Yeah, Colin, you know people love stories, and I know each chapter of your of your book begins with a story of grief yeah. and loss, um, and I know these stories are probably coming from this group, aren't they? Yes, that's exactly right, yeah. yes. Uh, um, uh, you know, out of the group, um, I uh, was prompted to preach on the Book of uh, Lamentations for our congregation. We had a lot of people responding um, uh, to that. Um, uh, but it was really the uh, willingness of um, uh, folks to share their stories that made me feel, well, you know, um, this would be a way of inviting others into the experience that we had in a remarkable um, series of evenings where there really was great honesty, great tenderness and ministry between people who know what it is to suffer and have asked the question why and not had an answer and yet have found a way of persevering with faith. So it's a very honest book and uh, I hope therefore that people will find it helpful. No doubt. Would you be willing to uh, share another story from the book of loss and grief? Oh, yes, um, uh, absolutely. Um, uh, so if I were to take um, Ken and Leslie's uh, story that uh, is in the book, Ken and Leslie lost their uh, son, Ken, uh, to leukemia when he was a teenager. That's quite a few years ago. Um, but they came to this group in order to help the couple who had more recently experienced um, uh, uh, such a great loss. 
And um, what comes out from, from their story in particular is tied into the theme of guilt. Um, it was very moving, I think, to all of us, and certainly to me, um, that Leslie shared some of the what-ifs and the if-onlys mm. of her experience over these last years. And, uh, you, you know, that, that's always the experience when there's loss. There's always the sense of regret. If only I'd done this. Oh. You know, what if mm -hmm. I'd done that? I should have done something else. And Leslie's a nurse, and, and she had uh, felt that uh, maybe there were some things she could have done that would have made a difference. And it had weighed on her conscience. And it had weighed on her conscience, actually, for years. And she writes, uh, speaks about that very honestly um, in the book. And one of the things that we discovered, and, and this is a very important theme in um, in Lamentations and the whole of the Bible, is that to bring our what-ifs and our if-onlys before the Lord and to lay them down before him, to tell him what we wish we had done and what we regret not having done, and to ask for his peace is a really important and a really helpful thing to do. You know, the blood of Christ, Hebrews tells us, is given not only to cleanse our sins, but to cleanse our conscience and sometimes things can sit on the conscience uh, for a long time. And, and bringing these things to the Lord was something that I think was very important in the conversations that we had. Uh, I think what you said, Colin, just now is so profound because uh, there is a tendency that people have to say, I will keep this tucked away uh, as mm -hmm. something I can use against myself. What if only I had done this? Yes. Now you try to move forward, but you know in your heart that's that's living there and alive yes. and well, isn't it? Yes, that's right. And it, and it gets pushed down. And then another thing I think that um, uh, often gets pushed down is a sense of grievance. So guilt and grievance are two of the important themes that are in Lamentations and, uh, and are dealt with in the book and in the stories that these folks share. Um, but, you know, grievance um, against God in particular um, uh, Kathy and Stace um, lost uh, their little boy, Nathaniel, after just 27 days. They knew before he was born that he might not make it through birth. And so it was remarkable that he lived for 27 days. But it was a bitter blow for them to lose their son uh, so early in life. And on that first evening when our group met, Kathy said, Do you know, it's really hard to believe that God loves you when he takes away someone that you love. And everyone in the group resonated with that. And we talked a great deal about how to deal with a sense of grievance. And that's all over Lamentations. Um, and uh, to bring it to the Lord and to tell him what hurts you, to tell him uh, what has grieved you particularly, and to, to put it in words, but to do that in the presence of the Lord. The Psalms and Job and Lamentations are all full of this, and it's really important. So I say to people, you know, don't don't complain about God behind his back. You know, he knows what you're thinking and he knows what you're feeling. Put it into words in his presence and then put alongside that what you have known and come to believe about God in better days. And don't doubt in the darkness what God has taught you in the light. These were some of the things that were important themes for us in our conversations. Oh, it sounds so wise, Colin. And this group that you're referring to, it sounds 
like it's very uh, raw but very supportive and it's it's uh, where they can take some of this pain and share it and feel like they're completely safe. Yes, and there were one or two folks in the in in the group who uh, really had not had that opportunity uh, before. Uh, Wayne and Joyce tell their story, which is from many years ago. Um, they would now be retired, and uh, uh, they lost uh, uh, their daughter Jill um, when she was just uh, two years old. And uh, um, coming to the group was quite an experience for them. Uh, because they had really not spoken about these events in the way that they did when we met together. But somehow being in a safe space where um, uh, everyone had experienced uh, the loss of uh, a child uh, made them feel that this was a place where they could speak. And I remember so vividly Joyce saying, oh, I found that freeing and it felt like a cleansing to me. These were remarkable words, but... Um, it was a powerful experience for her, even though it was not an easy one. Mm-hmm. Colin Smith is my guest, as you probably already know by recognizing his uh, distinctive voice. His book is For All Who Grieve, Navigating the Valley of Sorrow and Loss. We're going to take a very short break and get right back with Colin. So glad to have Colin Smith as my guest. You know him from Unlocking the Bible, and he's written a book called For All Who Grieve, Navigating the Valley of Sorrow and Stress. And as you uh, went through the Book of Lamentations, uh, how how important was that in the process for people suffering from this intense sense of pain to go through that? Well, uh, yeah, well, it really was at the center of our conversations. After we had shared uh, the stories that were there in the group, we um, we kind of walked through the uh, main themes of lamentations, uh, which are tears and then talk and then guilt and grievance that we just spoke about a little bit and then hope and healing. And um, I think what was striking to all of us, certainly to me, was that here is a little book in the Bible that's often passed over. I mean, candidly, I've been a pastor for many years. I had never preached through the book of Lamentations. And I'm thinking to myself, well, why not? (laughs) This is a book that God has given Mm -hmm. to his people that is specifically addressed to the issues of grief, sorrow, and loss. And Um, If we neglect it, then we miss a provision that he has made for us. So I think the experience for all of us in the group was to say, while the word of God really does speak to every part of life, and this book speaks to this part of life particularly. Well, I think that's amazing. Uh, And I love the fact that you preached on Lamentations and you scratched your head going, why haven't I before? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Colin, I guess I'm still stuck on this guilt and, and grief. This is really interesting to me. And I would love for you, I hope I hope you still have more in the tank on this because it's uh, it's so interesting to me. 
Um, I know it's an important topic for those who are grieving. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, grief always comes uh, with guilt attached. Mm -hmm. uh, there, 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 there's no avoiding this. Uh, it is always there. And uh, so the only alternative to bringing it before the Lord is to suppress it and to ignore it. Yes. And of course, suppressed and ignored uh, ends up rumbling around on the inside and causing a distress uh, to the conscience. And uh, so it, it, it's significant to, uh, to me that um, there are two books in the Bible that deal with the subject of uh, guilt in relation to suffering. Um, you've got the book of Job, in which guilt plays no part at all. Job is a righteous man, and he's vindicated by God. So no guilt uh, there in Job. In, in the book of Lamentations, guilt is everywhere, because, of course, Lamentations is written uh, in regards uh, to the fall of Jerusalem that came as the judgment of God in the Old Testament times. Um, and uh, so there are confessions of the guilt of his people that brought about this judgment all over that book. So you've got two books, one with no, uh, no guilt, one with guilt everywhere. Now, I think that our normal experience is somewhere in the middle, that there are some things that sit on the conscience, the what ifs and the if onlys. And therefore, if God had only given us a book, mm -hmm. the book of Job, in which there is no issue of guilt whatsoever, um, then we would be lacking something we really need. We need the help of God in regards to the things that we need to lay down. And thank God that in Jesus Christ, we have the place where we're able to lay them down and, and, and to confess them. I, I, it, uh, Leslie tells very movingly in the book um, how um, uh, there was the opportunity, and I was with her to help her as she did this, um, to put into words to the Lord what she wished she had done and what she regrets not having done, and to say it, and to lay it down before the Lord. And her testimony was that that was actually very helpful, even though it was years after the event. Mm -hmm. So, Colin, let's talk about the person who is filled with grief, and they're trying to navigate their way through it, and they come out uh, and say, no one can understand what I'm going through. I, I'm just, mm -hmm. I feel so alone. I'm, I feel almost like I should just isolate myself. Yeah. Well, uh, first thing uh, to say, Bill, I mean, you described that very, very accurately, um, that the impulse to withdraw and uh, to isolate is very, very strong for just the reasons that you said, the sense nobody can understand that. And there is a profound sense in which at a human level that is the case. Nobody has experienced your loss. Whatever loss others may have experienced, they've not experienced yours. So I think that um, uh, can be understood and, and validated. But what I say to folks is find someone or find a few people who you feel you can let into your journey through sorrow and loss. It won't be everybody and it shouldn't be everybody. And some people say foolish things. We all, we all know that and have experienced that. But find a few people who you can open up to and share this journey uh, with, because it is never God's purpose that any of his children grieve alone. Mm. Weep with those who weep, um, the Bible says. And that means not only that other Christians must be ready to enter into the loss and uh, experience of those who sorrow, it also means that those who sorrow need to be 
uh, ready to open up, at least to some other people. And so I hope the book will be helpful for that. I mean, I think it's a very easy uh, way to, to, to gather two or three people or a few more people together um, and just to walk through what um, the journey of loss and of sorrow actually looks like and to use that with the discussion questions that are there as a kind of basis for conversation. I really hope that will be helpful. Mm -hmm. Colin, uh, what happens when a remark is made and it's an additional wound to something that's already uh, deeply sad? You know, when I, I, you talk about people with their good intentions and they want to say the right thing, you know, my motto is pretty much show up and shut up. I just think my presence is what I can offer versus trying to say something that's going to make them feel better. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, to, to the person who's um, uh, grieving, um, th this is a, a common issue and, uh, and it's a heartaking one where foolish remarks or insensitive remarks um, really make the, um, uh, the pain uh, worse. Um, I, I found that those who are able to say, you know, he doesn't understand and he can't understand and to let that go, um, that that's really the most helpful way of um, uh, of dealing with that. But then to turn that to the positive, I think one of the things that I gained from um, this journey with these uh, remarkable people is that it really is helpful to bring up the, the name or perhaps a story of the person who is no longer with us. Uh, several in our group said, you know, that is actually a gift. What normal, normally happens is that people avoid saying the name of the one who's no longer with us, or if they think of a story about that person that they might have told, they sort of hold it back because they don't want to upset the person who's grieving. But actually, if they told the story, um, it would be a gift to the person who is um, uh, grieving because it says to them that uh, they're not the only one who remembers. And um, there are good memories that others share. And so that can be part of keeping some of the good memories alive. So a good conversation is, 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 is if there's the opportunity just to talk about the person. Let's talk about Jill. Let's talk about Fred and, uh, and, and what you remember of them. That can often be a very, very helpful thing. Mm -hmm. Colin Smith is my guest, and his book is For All Who Grieve, Navigating the Valley of Sorrow and Loss. I bet you know someone uh, that would love a copy of this book, and it would be a great gift for them if they're in a season of great grieving and sorrow and loss. Or maybe it's you. Maybe you have just gone through something, and you just haven't been able to sort it out. If you go... Uh, and pick up the book for all who grieve, navigating the valley of sorrow and loss. I pretty much guarantee you're going to find some comfort. Colin Smith is my guest. We'll take a short break and be right back. Faith Radio.
Welcome back to the show. So glad to have Colin Smith on the program. You hear him all the time on Unlocking the Bible here on Faith Radio. So he is a, uh, a welcome guest in your home often, I bet. And I'm lo- loving him on the show. His book is For All Who Grieve, Navigating the Valley of Sorrow and Loss. Um, I know a lot of times books are designed to help a person, uh, which is great. But what about, uh, what is the church doing? It sounds like not every church has a Colin Smith in their church that can say, mm-hmm. let's gather these people who are grieving and start a little support group. No, but let me tell you a wonderful story uh, in that regard from our church. Um, This group that I've described uh, gathered around Greg and Pam, who had experienced a very, very traumatic uh, loss in the death of their son in an accident. And uh, now Greg and Pam are leading the grief ministry in our church. And I'll tell you, Bill, I have people come up to me in the foyer every week and they say, oh, thank you for that grief ministry. Um, And what Greg and Pam are doing to help us and the group that gathers is a marvelous thing. So that's just a miracle of God's grace. Paul talks about how we can comfort others with the comfort that we ourselves have received. And now, um, three years uh, down the line from uh, what happened uh, in that great loss in Greg and Pam's life, a loss that will be with them all of their lives, they have found a way to minister to others out of it and to bring the comfort that they received and to bring it into the lives of others. Well, that's a miracle of God's grace. It's something very wonderful. And the reason I tell that story is just to say uh, to folks who are grieving, You know, you will be able to minister to others out of your sorrow and out of your loss in a way that is deeper and more effective than others will be able to do. And uh, may you find the presence of Christ on sorrow's path, because he is the man of sorrows. He is acquainted with grief. And as you find the help of Christ on sorrow's path, so you will one day be able to bring that to others as well. It's a remarkable thing. Uh, Colin, that is uh, so uplifting and encouraging. And I always have a little bit of of, uh, pain in my heart when I start to hear this subject, even today with uh, my producer, Rebecca, who's here in studio with me with a pair of headphones on. As she's listening to this, I see her eyes kind of can get watery. She uh, had a baby um, in May and little Gabriel lasted 35 days and then went on to be with the Lord. So um, she yeah. is, she's at rapt attention, and I think she's being very filled and encouraged by, by what you're saying. Yeah, Rebecca, my heart goes out to you, and um, uh, may God give you um, the grace and the strength um, uh, that, it, that is needed. Bill, Bill let, let me just say this about hope, uh, because I, I think this might be helpful to folks. The Bible has two very wonderful things to say about hope. One is the long-term hope, that for those who are in Christ, heaven is ahead, the resurrection is ahead. The little ones who have been taken from us early, we will see them, and we will see them in the full development of their powers. We'll see what they've become, not only what God created them to be, but what he's redeemed them to be. Now, that's, that's a wonderful thing that lies ahead. But here's something that's been very striking to me that when a person is in the depth of grief and sorrow, the big question 
is how am I going to get through today? Mm. And the answer to that is not heaven. The answer to that is what is pointed to in Lamentations very significantly. So Lamentations doesn't talk about heaven. What Lamentations does say is this, this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So for the person listening to us who's saying, I I just don't know how I get through today. The answer is that God's mercies will be sufficient for you today. And when you waken up tomorrow, God's mercies will be sufficient for you tomorrow. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And in the guilt and in the grievance and in the tears and in the talk, Um, that's the place where God grants us hope. And that's where we find the presence of the Son of God, who is the man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he's found on suffering's path. Nobody would choose to walk there. But when you walk there, it's certainly a place where you can find him in a very special way. Yeah, Colin, when when you read a book like yours, the the first uh, beneficiary would be us, the readers, uh, gaining credible insight and wisdom. The second beneficiary of the book would be the author. What uh, what did you uh, what was new to you when you went into this investigative work on on grief and lamentations? Oh well, I think the first thing to say is the privilege of walking with um, these remarkable people and speaking at such a depth of honesty that is reflected um, uh, in the book because of their kindness to be willing to to share their their story that was such a rich thing for me. And then to um, uh, really to discover how rich the book of Lamentations is and how clearly and helpfully God's word really speaks to the um, pain of navigating um, uh, uh, the valley of sorrow and loss. Um, uh, These have been profoundly moving uh, experiences for me. And this has been a book that has been written out of the heart Um, A heart that's very privileged to have shared a journey with um, a group of people um, whose sorrows are examples of many, many other sorrows that are in other believers' lives. So I really hope that it will be helpful for that reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, Colin, what if some of the pain happened when you were younger and it sort of got buried in the bedrock of your psyche and Mm. you were too young to deal with it and now all of a sudden you've got all this, you know, pain that is sort of ruling parts of your life because it's never really been processed and worked out. I know that might be something for a counselor, but do you have any insight on that? Uh, No, I mean, uh, except that your uh, good question really suggests the answer, which is that when stuff comes up, even if it is from uh, the long past, then uh, it is important and valuable to be able to speak about it with others, with those who are godly and with those who are discerning and those in whom you have trust, those who you think are able to handle it and will be able to be helpful to you and um, and to be able to bring it before the Lord. And again, that's part of the, uh, um, the uh, experience that's in for all who grieve uh, for some of these couples. Um, uh, this was bringing to the surface uh, things that had happened a long time ago, and there were aspects of them that 
had not really been spoken of, and they were greatly helped by finding a safe place in which they were able to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, Colin, I know this gets a little personal, but certainly you've had your own experience with uh, grieving and suffering and pain. Do you have any uh, any experiences that you could share from your own personal life? <laughs> well, I have never been through the experience of a loss uh, of a child or of my wife uh, mm-hmm. or even of my parents. They are still living, though they are 90 and 91. Wow. Uh, right? That is a remarkable thing. And so um, uh, I, I don't want to pretend to have been through uh, a journey that I have not been. Uh, that's one of the reasons why the stories of uh, uh, of other people are uh, are so very um, uh, important. But I think what the book does is it weaves together the experience of people who have been there uh, with what together we were able to discover from the Word of God uh, that speaks directly to every person whenever it is that we come to be there. And I hope that that com- combination of uh, what I was able to bring from Lamentations and what they were able to bring um, from their stories, and also what they were able to bring from their insights into the Word of God. Um, I hope that together these things will be really helpful to people. Mm-hmm. When I uh, have discussions with people about God, and they may not be Christians, sometimes their their two objections are, is God good and can he be trusted? And people who are navigating their way through grief sometimes find very difficult uh, to believe that God really loves them and or maybe God is, you know, punishing them in some way. Um, when you come across that, and I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I'd love to go back to that just because that feels like a really big deal for people. Yes, that's right. And I often uh, have uh, known folks who have said with great hesitation, um, uh, Pastor, and they'll they'll say it like this: uh, Pastor, do do you think that that God could be punishing me? And the question sort of hangs there. And I always want to answer that with the clearest possible answer, which is no, no. When Jesus died on the cross, he bore all of the wrath of God. It was exhausted. It was spent on him as far as you are concerned as a child of God. And therefore, what you need to know in the worst circumstances of life is that God really is for you. And sometimes I will say to a person at that point, now don't doubt in the darkness what God has taught you in the light. Because it's very important when we're in grief to try to hold on to those things that we have learned when our minds were clear and when our hearts um, uh, were able to feel as they uh, normally feel. So uh, these things are are really, really important to know uh, that God is for you. And of course, that is what is very, very wonderfully uh, discovered and proved and demonstrated um, always uh, at the cross. Mm-hmm. Colin, I'd love to talk about hope. I think that is, I know, something you cover in the book. And, and if if you have hope, you can get through anything. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, uh, it's, I think, very significant that um, in Lamentations, you have the grieving person say at one point, I've lost hope. Um, I've become bereft of peace. I've forgotten what happiness is. Well, that's uh, how honest 
the Book of Lamentations is. It really does express what the grieving person experiences. So there, there will be times when there is a sense of, I, I'm losing sight of hope. And that's why the passage that um, is right at the centre of uh, Lamentations that I quoted from uh, earlier is really so important. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are new every morning. That's where help is found. And that's where hope is found for the grieving person who says, how am I going to get through today? Mm-hmm. Colin Smith is my guest. As you recognize his voice, of course, his book is For All Who Grieve. And we're going to take a little break and be right back with uh, more in just a minute. show. I'm so glad to have Colin Smith as my guest on the show. You hear him all the time on Faith Radio, and we're so glad to be talking about his new book, For All Who Grieve, and navigating the uh, the valley of sorrow and loss. And I'm just thinking, Colin, as we are kind of wrapping up our last segment here, um, I, I know that there are people that cry out to God, and I see it all the time. They and of course, they go to the Psalms because they find comfort in the Psalms of people mm-hmm. who are crying out, looking for answers. And I, I wonder what they're trying to do is get peace, but they're also trying to navigate their life through their new normal, which has to be moving forward without that person or that thing in their life. And they yeah. just don't want to do it. Yeah, and that's I right. don't blame them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, let me comment, uh, uh, Bill, on the crying out to God and asking why. You know, I think something very important to remember about that is that our Lord Jesus Christ asked from an agony of soul, why? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he uh, cried out to the Father um, in that uh, awful darkness in which uh, he was bearing our sin there on the cross. And you know what? When Jesus asked why, heaven was silent. There was no answer. And um, uh, if there was no answer given to the Son of God, then, you know, it kind of follows that we should not expect an answer to all of our whys. Uh, We walk by faith 
and not by sight. And um, there are a couple of stories in the book in in, in which um, folks share, you know, I, I really struggled with the why, 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 why. And it was only really when I came to the place of saying, I'm not going to be able to answer that question that I began to get a greater peace. I think that's an important insight. Um, the real question is, how am I to move forward from here? And that's why the grace and the mercy of Christ that is sufficient for every circumstance and every day is the thing that is of real importance and is right at the center um, of the book of Lamentations. Mm -hmm. And I guess I, I have got to go study Lamentations uh, again. You've really, you know, you've really inspired me to want to go back and go through that more carefully and feel like uh, I, well, can, I, I can be better I, equipped. I really hope that the book will be an encouragement uh, for people to do that. It's a very simple way to uh, access the six main themes um, uh, of the book, all of which speak to any experience of loss or of grief uh, that we endure in the course of this life. And it's just wonderful to me that God would give us a whole book of the Bible that is devoted to the subject. And why I didn't get to it sooner, I don't know, but I'm grateful <laughs> that I got to it now. <laughs> yeah. Now, what would be uh, your hope for uh, readers? They pick up the book and they read For All Who Grieve. And yeah. do you think there's a one, two, or three things you'd want in to encourage readers to put in their brown paper bag and walk away with? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, three for sure. Uh, yeah, the yeah. first first would be that... Um, uh, to understand better what it means to grieve and uh, to hope. I, I've often heard people say, Pastor, I don't think I ever grieved properly. Well, what does that look like? And sometimes people get um, uh, misunderstand what Paul said in First Thessalonians, where he said, we don't grieve like those who have no hope. He's not saying we don't grieve. He's saying that we do have hope when we grieve, but we have grief and hope together. And what do these things look like when they're alongside each other? The book really tries to get at that. So that's one thing. The second would be, I really hope that people will use this as an encouragement to gather a small group to talk about experiences of loss. Mm -hmm. uh, six chapters, and uh, there are five questions at the e uh, end of each chapter. It's simple, short, and easy, easily accessible. Why not do what we did in our home here? Um, gather a few folks and the first evening just have everyone tell their story. That'll be a marvelous evening and it'll be a moving evening. And then walk through the other, the six issues one at a time. And then the last thing would be, and the most important, you know, Jesus is the man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. I really hope and pray that people will find the presence of Christ when they walk on sorrow's path. Yeah. Now I know that uh, a loss will live forever. There's no escaping that reality. Yeah. Uh, what word do you have for someone who might be stuck for a really, really, really long time? Well, it's never too late to begin moving forward. And uh, to begin moving forward will involve you speaking with God and you speaking with other people. Both of these will be hard to do and both of them will be very helpful. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope that you'll find for all who grieve to be useful and encouraging to you in that regard. And may God give you his help, not just to push this away as if it had never happened, but rather to be able to face it um, in the presence of the Lord and with the help of others who the Lord would give to you 
um, in your life. Colin, I know the listeners would be uh, thrilled if you would sort of close our time together in a word of prayer for those who are suffering. I would be glad to do that. Father, we lift our hearts to you. You know all things. And we thank you that there is not a tear that any of us have shed or a thought that has ever gone through any of our minds that is not completely known to you. Thank you that our Saviour is the man of sorrows, that he knows what it is to be in utter darkness, that he knows what it is to cry out why and not to hear an answer, and that he is able in his mercy to help us when we suffer. May it be that those who are listening to this programme right now and are grieving may find the presence of Christ on sorrow's path. Hear us and help us, for we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, Colin, that was some beautiful time together. Thank you so much for writing your book and sharing your heart with, with all of us. Oh, it's so appreciated. Bill, thank you. It's uh, my privilege. Yeah, thank you. Colin Smith has been my guest. His book, again, is For All Who Grieve, Navigating the Valley of Sorrow and Loss. That's all the time we have left, and a special thanks to Pastor Colin Smith. If you'd like to pick up a copy of his book, head over to unlockingthebible.org. Also, Pastor Smith is going to be in the Twin Cities coming up this summer. Very excited to have him in town. We'll keep you posted when we have more information. And also another reminder coming up, on March 26th, a big Thursday night, not to be missed, be a live taping of Afternoons with Me. It's going to be featuring two of my faves, Dr. Peter Kapsner, Dr. Jim Bilby. We're going to be talking about life in a post-Christian world. So bring your questions, bring your Bibles. We're going to have a great night. Go to MyFaithRadio.com to sign up because the seats are going fast. I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you missed any, you can head to MyFaithRadio.com. Check it out. Have a great night, everyone. God bless. I'll see you tomorrow.
Hi, I'm Ted Ross with the Faith in Life Minute. Pastor Tom Nelson reflects on how the work of Jesus on the cross and Jesus as a carpenter affirms the work we do every day. The perfect Son of God came on his rescue mission not only to rescue souls, but to rescue this planet. And he really affirmed the dignity of every work. And as I talk with white collar, blue collar, it amazes me that particularly blue collar people think that Jesus, the Son of God who created the universe, came and worked with his hands. And what dignity that gives in building things, making things, and serving people. It is profoundly transforming. Mark chapter 6 tells us that Jesus was the carpenter. People knew him as a carpenter. So we need to not just see that as incidental to the story. We need to see Jesus as a carpenter dignifying work and giving us a theology of work that profoundly changes how he connects Sunday to Monday. Hear more from Pastor Tom Nelson and find links to his book, Work Matters, at MyFaithRadio.com. Faith Radio is a media ministry of University of Northwestern St. Paul, and Faith Radio is growing. As Faith Radio reaches new areas of our nation and the world, we continue to work towards our goal of leading people to Christ and nurturing believers in their faith through Christ-centered media. If you've been encouraged through Faith Radio, let us know. You can find out more about connecting with us on our website at MyFaithRadio.com. That's MyFaithRadio.com. You're listening to the Faith Radio Network. Faith Radio is a media outreach ministry of University of Northwestern St. Paul, and we exist to lead people to Christ and to nurture believers in their faith. Together, we are growing in our faith through shows and programs on Faith Radio. You can find out more about these shows and read relevant articles on topics like relationships, business and finance, biblical studies, and church and culture on our website, myfaithradio.com. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at myfaithradio.com.